Hi, and welcome to episode 12 of the VSuit Podcast. Ed, Krishna, and myself have finally got our sleep patterns to recover and our hangovers to subside after our little tour to Boston to find time eventually to chat with Simon Long. He's been avoiding us since we tried to get him on for episode 4, which subsequently turned out to be our most listened show so far. I'm not saying that the bar's set high, Simon, but we are, as they would say in Top Gun, keeping score. (laughs) (laughs) Evening, guys. So, yeah, welcome to the show. Um, I I understand we've uh, we've caught you in a hotel in Leeds, which, for our international listeners, is a very bleak part, uh, just past the moon (laughs) in uh, northern England. Uh, I've been in worse, mate. I've been in worse. Leeds, not too bad. No? I'm I'm not working in Leeds, but I chose to stay in Leeds. Is rather than in the town that I was meant to be working in, purely for the fact that there was nothing in the town I was working in. Well, you so know it's bad it, it to be worse. To for Leeds. Uh, <laughs> exactly. That's when, you, that's when you know you're in trouble. But yeah, I understand you'd spent quite a lot of time uh, across across the pond and uh, actually in Amsterdam, but not in the fun bit of Amsterdam. Well, who told you that? <laughs> oh, no, bad. Well, I don't know about the not fun bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spent about four months, sort of two months before Christmas, two months afterwards over there, flying backwards and forwards each week, working on a, a VDI project out there. So it was, yeah, it was it was interesting time. A lot of travel took its toll, but a good project to be on. So it was it was good. Oh, excellent, excellent. So I mean, that's almost long enough for, um, in uh, Holland to be speaking in short, choppy sentences and being very honest to people. <laughs> yeah, extremely, <laughs> extremely honest. I've learned a lot. Learn a lot from Duncan and Frank and, and Kenneth and Raymond and all the other guys that I work with out there. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice place to go. If you, anyone hasn't been to Amsterdam before, definitely go there. It's, 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 it's a lot nicer than London. If anyone knows London, it's a lot quieter, but it's still got a lot to offer. So, definitely go over there. It's good. Amsterdam is no. good, uh, yeah. un- unless you end up in a bar called San Francisco at 4 a.m. Oh, jeez. You should have <laughs> known by the name, man. Yeah, yeah you, well, it was the only hint. place that was There's still open. There's a little open. hint there. The yeah. Blue, um, the Blue Orchid. <laughs> the, 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 it might as well have been called the Blue Oyster Blood Bar. <laughs> yeah, it should have been. That was an interesting place. <laughs> yeah. But your boring dancing is a lot better now, I take it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm happy. I brought my wife as well, so that was fine. So that was a. Uh, um, let's just say that some of the other uh, participants in that particular endeavor uh, spent a lot more time in there than they really would like to have done, <laughs> and it kept out of there the really weird look on their faces. <laughs> I can't say I've heard of it. I never got the story of what happened though. I need to, I need to try to figure that out. It's been a few years though, so I'm sure there's there's a few interesting blogs around it. <laughs> yeah, just Google Amsterdam and San Francisco. Uh, I don't think so. so, <laughs> so I'm not going to pay for that. Before we uh, we kind of fall into our crazy thing here, I just I have to bring one thing up here. We have a little announcement on V Soup, uh, Chris. You want to go ahead? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm afraid I, I've. Uh, Joined the dark side and uh, started working for a vendor. Um, yeah. Tom I mean, Harris is pretty yeah. happy with that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we all so, love Tom. Which vendor? Uh, um, I'm a solutions architect with Veeam. However, I am going to be endeavouring to keep uh, keep keeping VSuit real by Veeam. Um, 
and uh, yeah, you know, don't really want to let it to get in the way too much of my podcasting and blogging. But you know, as someone uh, very wise said to me, when your salary depends on uh, a vendor, you do kind of it, you know it will slur your uh, view. Um, but I'm hoping it doesn't. And I'm sure I've got uh, two great uh, co-hosts to keep me in check when I, if I do, by then. Um, <laughs> I don't think it will. No, no. I mean, you've you've been now working for a vendor for just over a year or so, Simon. Just under a year, yeah. Just, uh, a year in August, yeah. Um, doesn't really cloud my judgment. Obviously, it helps that we have good products, but I'm still pretty in down the middle. If if, if it's a poor product, then I'm happy to say it. Sometimes. Yeah, I suppose you've got quite a, a portfolio of ones to choose from. So you, you yeah. know, something that says t- tell me something great about VMware. You're not gonna you're gonna pick what's in your opinion their stronger products to talk about. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I don't know if I'd work for a vendor if I didn't actually believe in their products as well. So it kind of helps that I do think we've got some good stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. This uh, I think my I'd be inclined to agree with you. You know, having use the products that I'm sort of selling and helping advising well not really selling um, as a solution yeah, selling. kind of advising <laughs> so what does a solution, uh, solutions uh, architect at Veeam do I'm not sure yet uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do they want you to do I, wear a green I, I'm, shirt I'm uh, mainly going to be looking at people playing around with their uh, management pack and smart plugin for um, Microsoft Operations Manager and HP OpenView so a little bit um of a change of tack from where I've been previously in the more, you know, basic virtualization management and operations space. Uh, yeah. So looking into sort of systems management as a as a whole, really, um, and what a whole it can be from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not you're not directly involved uh, in the backup and recovery stuff, or you kind of do everything. I suspect you know the clients that I'm going to be talking to. Some of them will, will be running backup. Some of them will be running backup from other people, um, and I'm sure if a client says, oh yeah, what, do you do anything for virtualized backup? Of course, it would be remiss would, of me not to mention say, ECB. I would ECB, say, yeah. why are you even talking to me and punch them in the head if they don't know <laughs> if Veeam does backup? <laughs> if they're not worthy to get the product. <laughs> Apparently, punching clients in the head is bad. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I will run that one past my, my sales director. All right. Just uh, listen to this podcast, so... I've uh, got to be nice. I'm sure Ricky Al Kazim's done that once or twice, and he's done being <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll just refer them to Ricky <laughs> if, if they need uh, an, any verbal down beating. No doubt. Well, that sounds good, though, man. I'm pleased for you. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be quite a quite a good challenge. Um, when do you but start? Anyway, yeah, yeah. In, enough about me. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, okay, a, little, a little bit red here. Um, oh bless! Classes, classes. You're supposed to be going green, not red. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm still wearing my leprechaun. So, what else have you been up to, Simon? I I noticed that you've um, been hitting some certifications. I'm trying to. Yeah, I managed to take the DCA, the VCAP for DCA exam, at the start of June, and got my results sort of 15 days later, and managed to pass it. So, quite pleased with that. It was quite tough. Tough exam, more from the time management point of view, but that was good. Um, yeah. Just booked my DCD um, and possibly going to do the VCA DT at some point as well soon if I get a chance to fit it all in. Yeah, cool. I mean, those desktop exams are, I think the VCA is a little bit too much of a gateway. It's kind of a, you just have to know the GUI, um, as I found out when I didn't know the GUI enough and I failed it. Uh, but it was the beta, and 
you know, yeah. uh, I, I, can, I can do a reset. Um, and I didn't fail it by too much, which I thought was quite impressive, seeing as I'd not used Veeam until about three days before the exam. Um, Veeam? Veeam? Wow, <laughs> oh, man. There we go. There we go. There we start with the product drops. That, that, that was unintentional by Veeam. Uh, I'd um, I, 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 I actually view until... <laughs> They by chance implant a chip in your head on your your first day, or? Here we go. I'm trying to think to come. It's gonna be called Beam Soup now. <laughs> it was this mysterious drink that Ricky gave me on my. <laughs> um. But you know, I, I'd not been using View for uh, very long, and I'd literally just deployed it in a home lab environment so yeah. uh, I wouldn't have said I, I was dealing with the scales of uh, installs that, that you'd be working with so it's, I reckon it's kind of thing you'd absolutely walk um, well, so. yeah I mean possibly and I've been using Vue for quite a while now but I, I get more uh, less and less hand, hands on now more of obviously you know design and looking at people's designs and helping them through and troubleshooting and rather than actually doing the actual install and config yourself you kind of give them an, a design and they go off and do it for you so I want to kind of try and get the, these little exams, like the DCA, where it is all hands-on done before I, I kind of start to lose the, the skills that I kind of used to do when I was a complete sort of vSphere admin. Yeah, so if, I was going to say anything that nowadays doesn't involve Visio rather than the VI client. Yeah. And that's the thing, I mean, you know, vSphere and, and Vue, and it's getting so much easier to use and install, so next, 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 finish, everything's pretty basic nowadays I mean it, you know anyone can pretty much do it so from my point of view there's less and less of that as part of my job at VMware so you know, trying to get it in before I lose it all and obviously the DCD is slightly different and obviously eventually the VCDX was kind of more of what I'm doing at the moment so that's kind of what I'm working towards but yeah I didn't particularly want to do the VCA but unfortunately I have to do it before they do the VCP so I've got no choice yeah it's, it's definitely gateway certification uh, actually, it's seeing you know as someone who probably spends a lot of their time in Visio. Um, I'm surprised that there isn't more emphasis on Visio certifications because I, you know, the art of doing a good diagram. That there's got to be a more precise science to it. Um, and I've seen some really badly laid out diagrams before. You know, sort of things where they put yeah. labels in MS Comic Sans, um, which yeah. does deserve to be taken out the back and shot. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I wonder, should there be a, cert a certified, you know, Visio pilot or whatever they want to call it? Yeah, I think it would might help. But I mean, at the end of the day, you don't have to be a genius to make a nice, good-looking diagram. Really, I mean, it's not really that difficult. I mean, whether you need a certification for it, maybe some people do. Probably right, but then I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. most 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 of the stuff I do is based, just based on blocks because. I originally used to kind of use the little Visio diagrams and then basically Frank Deniman and Duncan ganged up on me and said basically they're for girls so now I'll just do block diagrams for everything now on most of my documentation so that's kind of what, what we do now so yeah I mean I don't know you just, just use it and get used to it and you know the more you use it the better your diagrams become the quicker you yeah, can do so, it you know I just wonder whether there is more, more to applications like Visio than people use them for um, oh, you know, like, like with Excel, you know, a, a very basic thing. Excel is a spreadsheet that you can put numbers in columns and rows and add them up. Yeah. But in fact, you can use Excel for just about everything. There's you know a massive amount that you can do and make it really quite powerful. And 
I do wonder whether there is more than that, that could be done with things like Vizio that people just don't know because, well, they, they can't be asked. They're just, you know, using it like a girl and um, making it look pretty. <laughs> no, you definitely can. I mean, in previous role, we had some, quite a lot of decent um, Vizio diagrams, mostly mostly based around like the, the blades and the chassis that we used. And you can have it, have your blade and your whole chassis overview and you'd click in and then you'd dive into a different page which would then have your blade and then inside your blade you'd then have all your components and how they're all laid out on each blade. So, I mean, you can kind of do things like that, which is quite cool. Uh, rather than just having just diagrams, you can actually make it quite interactive. Well, yeah. it could be worse. You could be using Glyphy, if any of you guys have ever have, uh, used Glyphy. No, Isn't that level three spell in Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very, from my point of view, very unflexible copy of Visio. But um, okay, yeah. And is it literally just for doing diagrams, and that's your lot? Yeah, it's just it's just for diagrams. There's like, here's your basic server picture. Here's your basic network connection picture. Uh, <laughs> We use it internally. Uh, I think there's definitely either a blog post or, you know, going going a little bit further, just a book title, Physio is for Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I got told when I was doing it with proper little diagrams and proper little V-sphere icons and images. And I, I, no, basically, no, don't do that. Just use blocks. Real so menu if, squares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can do a lot of dynamic stuff with Visio as well. You can tie it into scripting stuff and data sources and, and yeah, provide. You, you, you could probably create your clown suit stuff uh, <laughs> basically in a, a, a Visio diagram if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So there is well, a this, lot of. This lot is of kind of where I was hinting in that, you know, if you combine Visio with some form of orchestration package, I've heard rumors, and I've, um, but never actually seen it, of people that are, are able to diagram a virtual environment and basically click build. You know, for diagramming a V app, for example, you're dragging mm. and dropping a couple of um, web servers and an application layer and a data layer, and then you know, click build, and it goes off and deploys them, nice. which is quite cool. And that's no, definitely not for girls. No, definitely not. I mean, Alan. I think it was Alan Renouf made that PowerShell script that went off and done an inventory of your of your virtual environment and then put it into Visio. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you, not as pretty as the main version doing that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I still want the, the vSphere client to be able to to do that for me, though. Uh, you have the map stuff in the vSphere client that could look pretty. I mean, you can make it look as complex or as simple as you want. Yeah. But if you want to confuse people, just tick all the boxes and export it to Visio. But there is no export to Visio option available. I, I can't understand why. It's basically a, that's what it is well, by the looks of it. Most of the time, though, yeah, most of those exports, though, they come out as something that yeah, it doesn't look very good. Mm. Or the auto, I mean, uh, for example, I used a brocade one. To map out my whole fiber, my fiber channel SAN environment, and it, it looked uh, actually pretty terrible. But all they're doing is drawing a line to like a thousand different things. When it's human done, I think it, it kind of turns out a bit a bit more logical looking. Depends on the human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some real bad stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there are some, some dedicated stuff. Dedicated sites to bad visual diagrams as well. I've got to see if I got some of my diagrams up on there. Mind you, I used to use <laughs> MS Paint. Yeah, no, I, I think I think there should be more use of uh, MS Paint 
when it comes <laughs> to design documentation. It, it's something that's just not used enough. So moving from diagrams to uh, the real world, uh, Krishna, I heard your, your world suddenly got very real the other day. Uh, the other day? It was this morning. Uh, this morning? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been one of those fun days where just about everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And at the same time, um, uh, well, everything just happens at, at once. Uh, basically, what happened was that I, I got up this morning and got ready for, to get to work and get my daughter to the soccer school she's attending this week and staring out the window and this huge lightning bolt just hit literally a couple of hundred meters from where I'm at uh, with a huge thunderstorm. Uh, and my first initial, th- I, I live pretty, pretty close to work. So I have like a five minute drive or something. So uh, my first thought was to actually log on to our corporate VPN and look just make sure everything was okay. So that's dedication, is it? Not I'm alive. Hang on, sex. My VPN. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, <laughs> that's pretty much what happened, and I couldn't connect at all. Uh-oh. So yeah. that's my, that's the start of the day, and then I get into my car, get ready to drive, and my my uh, my boss t- calls me and tells me that they've been calling from the office because there's leaking water into the building. Oh, jeez. So why someone feels the need to call the IT manager when water is uh, leaking in through the, uh, the walls in a different part of the, uh, the building uh, compared to where the data center is, I don't know. But that's how, how it works in our, I mean, where I work. We're basically IT people and we are uh, the janitor and we basically are moving stuff and we do, we do everything. But what happened was that I got I got to work. Um, discovered that one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, fuses for one of the uh, electrical outlets or whatever uh, had gone completely haywire, uh, while the other one was still alive. So one of our UPSs had just went uh, ran out of battery. Uh, the other one was still up and running, but. We got a, a got a decent shutdown of everything, so I wasn't too worried about that. But we got everything started up again. Uh, everything seems to be working okay. And then I start getting alarms about the uh, temperature in the data center. Turns out that, uh, and I'll, I'll in the uh, in the uh, show notes after the when we announce this, I'll, I'll I, I put a, uh, a a graph of the uh, actual temperature. Uh, changes that happened on Twitter earlier today. I'll put that in the uh, in the announcement post, post as well. But what happened was that the cooling systems had broken down as well, which means that it pretty much we were pretty okay until we started up everything that actually went powered down when the uh, the fuse went. So when wow. we started started up everything again, it kind of got a bit hot pretty quick. <laughs> So uh, we had to. Weren't having to fling, fling the windows open and shovel snow on stuff or. Windows. <laughs> there are no windows in our data center. No windows at all. <laughs> <laughs> I could open the door, but that's into the hallway, and that's uh, there. The air there is pretty hot as well. So, I, I we have a couple of mobile um, uh, cooling systems. Uh, 
as a backup. So I, we put those into the data center and managed to get most of the uh, the hot air out. Uh, and no, even though this is Norway, we didn't have any. We don't have snow in June. Seriously, <laughs> guys, come on. <laughs> Don't keep some spare in the freezer, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> if you were here for one winter, you probably wouldn't want to keep snow. <laughs> Not even memorable snow, just... But unlike, unlike Heathrow or the UK, we, we know how to deal with this stuff, so... That's <laughs> <pretty>. <laughs> yeah, we put it in the freezer, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> you, sh you should keep some uh, and practice on it. <laughs> but uh, what we ended up doing was using the mobile mobile units to to get most of the hot air out of there, and we managed to get one of the two separate cooling systems working again. Uh, and luckily, a year ago, when I designed the new uh, data centers uh, and the cooling specs for it, I calculated what we needed, and then I doubled it uh, with a second unit. So we're uh, we're actually able to run one of the units we have uh, while repairs are being done on the other one. So it it was one of those days where just everything just happens at once and everything that can go go wrong goes wrong. And except that we didn't lose any data, we didn't have any major problems with it, but except for the the downtime we had while we were restarting it and making sure we had cooling and didn't have more leaks into the actual server room like we've had before. So how hot did it get in there? Uh ambient temperature of thirty six degrees Celsius. Mm. Doesn't that avoid your warranty if it gets over that temperature? Uh, it would if I told someone, but I haven't. Oh, yeah. Nah. This podcast gets listened around the world, isn't it? No. Not really. I don't think so. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> oh, uh, Christian's oh. uh, HP account rep isn't listening at the moment. <laughs> avoid all nah. this. The HB guys would be happy because the uh, the blades are in a, uh, in a secondary uh, in the sauce recovery site for now, so it's all IBM. It's good to get some HP kit in, I guess. And yeah, IBM yeah. doesn't do any social media stuff, so no worries. No, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's I won't even listen to me unless I wear a suit, so no, no worries. <laughs> so yeah, kind of speaking of. Uh, uh, on the line with disasters with Christian. Maybe mine's not as bad, but as you guys know, I might I've been talking about it over the past uh, past episode. I think I'm working on a a hyper V to VMware design and a and a conversion. And um, the disaster there would be going the other way around. <laughs> well, yeah, but but yeah, <laughs> before we get there, we're running into a lot of little bumps like. Um, the two guys who were in charge of the, the environment have quit, as I think I mentioned in the last podcast. But in addition to that, um, volumes on their sand just started dropping offline. And, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody really knew what to do. So uh, uh, I spent quite some time yesterday in a phone call with them. And uh, right now, before we even begin this, I have to help them build up uh, a backup strategy and make sure they have all their data backed up before we even go even further so and now they've even pushed the project up a bit and they're telling me it's probably going to be in august so that's 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 less than two months away wow so that's, that's pretty uh pretty close by um 
So have you, have you found any more about the scale of it? Because I think last time you, you'd just been told a little bit about it, but you didn't really know quite how how big an environment you were having to put together and all that sort of fun. Yeah, we're talking something like maybe 100 VMs. Okay, so yeah, yeah it's not incredible. And these are production level sort of things. Yeah, it's pretty sizable, and it's it's mainly designed for uh, it's mainly designed for R and D stuff. So there's some there's some pretty uh, some pretty resource intensive type of stuff running in there. Ouch! Yeah, it sounds sounds like pretty tricky stuff. Um, I, I know I know that Hyper V it's it's going in the right direction, um, and you know I suppose part of me would, would like to see sort of you know if they just sorted the Hyper-V environment out properly, um, would it be good enough for what you wanted? Well, um, if we used Veeam backup and recovery that now supports <laughs> Hyper-V... <laughs> I didn't say anything! <laughs> I'm, sure that, I'm sure Chris just called it Hyper-Veeam. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, no, other backup products are available. Um, <laughs> disclaimer. But uh, yeah, you know, I think Hyper V is kind of getting there. But as well, yeah, there's still a lot of things that I just I just don't like about it. Just make me feel dirty when I'm. If the, the rest of the storage you know? isn't isn't planned properly, then it doesn't matter what uh, hypervisor you're going to be putting in front of it. Yeah, um, yeah, true, one hundred percent. Yeah, nothing is centrally managed. They got. Uh, little weird arrays that I, I've never even heard of. That uh, what net apps? <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't. I won't name the name, but it's something very obscure that I'm sure none of you guys have heard of before. And it's uh, just like a SATA based thing. Only allows like two iSCSI targets or two iSCSI connections per box. And it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Proper, Sounds proper. like an HB sixteen hundred storage works. Thing. <laughs> no, it's it's a, like some weird no name brand. <laughs> but so why yeah, are we going from Hyper V to VMware or to V or to VSphere? Well, um, I guess most of all would be because we purchased this company and they're uh, and it I'm I'm in corporate IT, so we adhere to the corporate standards very hardcore, and that's. Yeah, that's all VMware. So I mean, mm-hmm. hey, that's good for me because that's that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's good for me and my share price as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but is. yeah, I've never used Hyper V before, so I can't really comment. But I mean, I've only used it when doing discovery during this, and I won't say that that I I hate it, but I'll say that it's it's still got some way to go. It's got quite a way to go and whether it'll catch up to VMware or not I'm doubtful mm-hmm. yeah I've actually got to take my Hyper-V exam in a couple of weeks time so Whoa. Oh. <laughs> I have to immerse myself in really properly in the dark side it's uh, yeah it's interesting um, the virtual machine manager stuff's good and that's that's got some promise they've uh, the way it's it seems to have changed from the, the first version of Virtual Machine Manager tried to manage VMware, and that was not a good idea yeah. um, because, funnily enough, VMware managed VMware probably better. Whereas I think now they're just saying, oh, fair enough, let's not try and manage the hypervisors, let's just try and manage the workload. 
and so it is looking at a much more workload specific way. Um, so uh, it's it's a softer touch. Um, and I think it could well potentially pay off, particularly when it comes to kind of the portal side of things, because if you've got a choice between something that requires you to deploy Red Hat and Oracle, I don't know any particular products like that, um, or something that is running on existing Windows systems that you as a Windows shop know and you've been told by your CIO you, that you must be doing private cloud, probably going to be a lot easier to try and choose something that's running on a underlying infrastructure that you understand. Yeah. But that's version one of products. <laughs> version, one, version one never works. <laughs> True. So Ed, I, I see you've um, taken the the dive into being a blogger now. You're, you're no longer just a podcaster. <laughs> yep, yep. It took it took me some time, and I was kind of uh, kind of lazy about it. But I'm now blogging with uh, with Christian on uh, vninja.net or vninja as it's properly pronounced. <laughs> properly pronounced. Yeah. Who pronounces it ninja? <laughs> ninja. Yeah. Who pronounces it ninja? <laughs> <laughs> The authentic Norwegian pronouncer of Ninja. <laughs> you Ninja? There's a thin line between Agile and Fragile. <laughs> That's true. Very true. That's uh, one of the uh, the most intelligent things I've ever said. <laughs> Did you make that up, or you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't in a keynote anywhere, or on a T-shirt. <laughs> No, but it should be on a T-shirt. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think, I think that's obviously uh, your, your slogan for uh, for ne- next year's VMware bonds. Yeah, that on a samurai fight. What you need to do, actually, is do the T-shirt, make it a black one with the correct lines to fold it to turn it into the ninja mask. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I, I just I'd, want to see hordes of people running around the Bella Center in ninja costumes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> After a couple of beers in the evening, yeah, that's a definite winner. A bean pie, yeah. Oh, I think you do that. It's a great. I have a token pink one for me. <laughs> the pink ninja. <laughs> now, there's another image I don't want to Google. That might, that, might actually, well, that might actually be the name of another bar in Amsterdam, the pink ninja. <laughs> 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 oh well, I, I, I'm just glad that Ed, uh, uh, is on board. Uh, the more content uh, we get, or I get, or yeah, it's we now. So it's uh, yeah. the more content we get on there, the better it is. And uh, his experiences with bigger uh, infrastructures uh, than what I'm used to. So it should probably we might even end up blogging about the same thing with different views which could be kind of cool I guess yeah it should be fun and I'm, yeah I'm really happy to uh, to to be joining yeah no it's yeah, good so get, getting uh, both both sides of the uh, the picture is uh, definitely a good thing yeah otherwise you just get it gets boring like mining crisis where it's just the same old person going over and over again same old crap <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice to get someone else to put something on there Oh, look, he's grinding that axe again. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, moving swiftly on. Um, Tech Field Day, I see you guys were in Boston. How was it? Fantastic. Uh, Had a a really good time. It was intense. I I thought the last one was intense. Um, 
but this one just seemed that much more intense probably because I knew a few more people uh, I drank a bit more coffee um, <laughs> so yeah. I, I was basically wired for three days um, as uh, Christian and uh, Ed were testing I sort of walked out of the first presentation shaking slightly <laughs> it's a bit like that isn't it you drink so much coffee everything becomes a little bit blurred yeah combined with a bit of jet jet lag and just the fact that I'd forgotten that the coffee was a bit stronger than I normally have and that it's served in pint mugs and, yeah. and, and you were so excited about all the swag you were getting there was some, some very exciting stuff yeah. oh, you got some swag what swag did you get uh, we got some lovely uh, USB sticks, and uh, the, the, actually, the most bizarre one was the V Colonel Martini glass, which yeah, which is not I even was labeled with anything. No, the box was. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, very nice glass, I, it's kind of like a, a stunty stump mutant uh, martini glass. Um, we need but, to put a photo of that up. A yeah, mutant martini glass. Yeah, it kind of doesn't have... I always thought they were supposed to have a bit of a stem, but this one seems to be a bit sort of short and dumpy. Um, but we'll certainly... Which uh, probably hits most of the tech field delegates pretty well. Mm. Or some, some of us, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, so I'm tall and dumpy. Short and stumpy, uh, yeah. Dumpy. Dumpy, whatever. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Um... I've met a couple of the guys before. Uh, some of them I've never talked to or seen before. Uh, I I thought the whole dynamic of the uh, the whole group was uh, was really good. We had uh, a lot of fun. Uh, the pre- some of the presentations were really good. Some of them weren't that good, but all in all, it was a a, a really good trip to Boston, and I, I really enjoyed the whole thing. Huh? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been without it, to be honest. That, that was uh, a lot of. There was a lot of good stuff going on at Tech Field Day. So, if someone gets a chance to go, go. It's, yeah, it's yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. We had a really great time, kind of running around and um, uh, taking sound bites during the the party on the second day. Yeah, I tried like tried playing press people. That was kind mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was a party cool. at Fenway oh. Park, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 That's yeah, cool. Was, uh, that's cool. Which is kind of particularly fun for me since uh, the owners of uh, Fenway Park also own Liverpool, which is my favorite English club. So that was a lot of... Um, now Tom Howarth is going to kick me with some Manchester City stuff again. Oh, no. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Tom now that's... Um, but, uh, no, it, it was fantastic. Um, there was some great, great content there. Hey, uh, I, just, I just thought of something also. Just to, just to quickly interject here. Um, for a, if we give away a prize on this episode, we should give away based on how many times we've all said Veeam during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, I have something we could give away. Um, let me just double check. Uh, let me check a bit in the background while you talk, and I'll, I'll have something ready yeah. for you. We'll, we also have the, uh, the V-suit badges. So. And we yeah! Got- we got those now. Oh, you got those now. Yep, I got I got mine as well. And uh, Christian, I understand you still got a couple of cheese hats. Oh uh, <laughs> well, well hat? we we would have to talk about? to Bob. Yeah, speaking <laughs> speaking of uh, cheese hats and Bob, I was just in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, maybe two weeks ago, and me and Bob had the opportunity to get together and have a have a few beers. That was uh, right after Tech Field Day, so that was that was pretty pretty fun. We need to have him on again. <laughs> yeah. 
He was good. Jeez. <laughs> an interesting one. Yeah, well, not as interesting as you might think, since no one actually tried to win it. Yeah, nobody wanted it yeah. at all. I, unfortunately, I was a bit late. I listened to that episode a little bit late, so I, I think the competition had closed by then. I was a little bit distraught, but... <laughs> Oh, I'm sure we could arrange something. Uh, I, I'm sure uh, getting a photo of, uh, of you in a pink shirt and a cheese hat would be just perfect. <laughs> Here's a pink, pink got, ninja hat. I got a good idea for VMworld Europe. We just we go around with the cheese hat and we get as many pictures of the people in the community wearing the cheese hat as possible. A cheese, cheese hat uh, gallery on Flickr would be. Yeah. yeah. You guys, that, that's a good idea. Uh, speak- I'm being there. Yeah, I, I hope so. I'm. I'm not. I don't know yet, but I hope I'll, I'll be able to go to Europe. I'm pretty certain I'll be there. Chris, will you be at a, you'll be at a booth. I take. I don't it. know whether I'll be on booth, Babe Beauty, or not. Um... <laughs> in his lycra, in green lycra, <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of makeup, overly done. <laughs> the little Russian accent. <laughs> Oh, it's it, trust me. You you may joke. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping to get there as well this year. I'm I'm taking a week off on holiday, so hopefully I'm going to get my flights booked, my hotel booked, and get my ticket, and I'll be over. Excellent. Uh, be be going as a sort of solo ra- rather than yeah. sort of as a you know as as I understand it, um, you can volunteer to, for lab duty. Um, yeah. and get to wear one of those lovely orange shirts um, yeah I'll have right. one of those yeah I will I will be volunteering for lab duty I don't know who, when that gets sorted out but yeah I mean either way I'm going to be there so as PSO we didn't get sent purely for the fact we're post sales not pre-sales so obviously we, it doesn't serve us a lot of benefit of being there and obviously when we're there and making money for the company so yeah, I've taken the week off and I'm going to get there myself because last year I really enjoyed it. It was really good. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun last year. Yeah, yeah. I um, think it's nicer with the the hotel on site um, rather yeah. than having to trek halfway across. Uh, all, yeah, saying that all the parties were in town, weren't they? Not on site. So, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'd rather be in town, I think, and then have to stay, don't have to crawl so far, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after the bean party. Other parties may exist. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, VM do, VMware do a party as well. So I do one. I, I believe there's a big EMC party. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there was quite a few last year. It was really good. And I met a lot of people that I'd kind of spoke to before in the community, but never met. And it's just, just like Tech Field Day. It's just a good place to network and meet people and talk about the cinema sorts of stuff. Yeah, it, it can be for those of us that are actually interested in that. Um, I, I, last yeah. year, I actually spent more time in the uh, the bloggers' lounge than I did in sessions, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's that was the greatest takeaway for me from from Weinwell 2010 was actually meeting up with people like you guys and uh, yeah. and everyone else and actually speaking face to face with people with who I've been talking to for years but never met. So uh, and. <laughs> To be honest, all the uh, all the sessions you could view those later anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's true. I, no, I, I, I did do a few. I did quite a few sessions as well. But I spent a lot of time in the bloggers' lounge talking to people, which uh, was the biggest takeaway from my part. So I really hope I'll be able to do that uh, this year as well. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, you know, I imagine that there's probably going to be a fair bit of some new content released. Um, and because it's after the US one, um, yeah. when the European um, conference was that much earlier in the year, they announced products, but they didn't really show them. You got screenshots, or at the very best, um, a pre-canned video. And this kind of popped up, not only in Tech Field Day, but it popped up on Twitter yesterday. Um, was uh, Alan Roof was asking people, you know, did they prefer a video or a live demo? And I think almost without exception, everyone said live demo. And I know I got quite vocal at Tech Field Day for companies uh, <laughs> using a, a pre-canned demo. You know, beautifully yep. choreographed. This is how everything works perfectly. And I, okay, as a backup, if everything goes horribly pear shaped, yeah, you should have a um, a canned demo. Yeah. But yeah. you shouldn't rely on it. It shouldn't be your primary um, method. No, definitely. Live demo is always good until it goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. But have, have a video backup. I think it's a good a mark of a good presenter to either sort of bluff around it whilst he's frantically trying to fix it, uh, <laughs> or go uh, you know stick a sound and go right that didn't go according to plan. Here's one I made earlier. Um, yeah. yeah, that works. We, everyone understands that thing, things can go wrong, but we still want yeah. to see the real product, not a marketing video or a, a pre-staged one. So. Uh, let me just quickly say that I have a price for this one, and um, that's the Cloud Computing with VMware vCloud Director Book by John Arashid. The, the Usenix series. Yes, book 24 in that series, actually, by John Arashid, Duncan Epping, Steve Kaplan, Ben Lynn, Michael Haynes, and Raymond Verhamrahu, or something. <laughs> uh, I have a copy of that. I'll ship it to whoever wins, and we might possibly put in some other stuff as well. Mystery package. Oh, pr a proper, proper V-suit goodie bag. Yeah. We can yeah. try to get, get something go going with that. So we should be we, we should have something to give away, and we need to do the price draw for the uh, the last competition we had, because uh, we kind of slipped that through the Tech Field Day stuff. Mm. Indeed. I sh um, and you know, please remember to enter the competitions. If you don't enter them, you can't win anything. That makes sense. Yep. If Simon had entered, he would have won a cheese hat. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, that's how it goes. It's quite, so quite often, you can be the only entrant. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you might, no. might actually have the wrong answer and win as well. If you it's were the happened. Old. It's happened. Yeah. <laughs> then actually have, have the right answer. <laughs> nice. How about those competitions? We're not really that difficult. <laughs> We're easy people. <laughs> okay, uh, I'd like to uh, thank Simon Long for being on today. It was a pleasure to finally get you after all this time. Thanks a lot, Simon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, spending my dull evening. Yeah, it's good to say. Hopefully, we've uh, managed to make Leeds just that bit more fun for you without your car being stolen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can keep your eye on it during the podcast. Uh. So, yeah, guys, just some normal wrap-up stuff. Remember to check us out at uh, vsoup.net and follow us on Twitter at vsoup underscore podcast. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs>